You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. All right, two claps. Yep. Yeah. Good. And I will just nudge as as needed. I guess good luck lining that up. Yeah. I think it's because I'm still on the like the old Google Fiber pucks, and apparently there are there's new devices that are better. Um, and of I of course there are. I tried to contact Google about it, but they just sent me an email saying you can pay us extra money for two gigs of internet. And well, I, I'm like I'm not getting the speed that I am currently paying for. Why would I pay you additional money? That seems to be how internet companies do. It's like, hey, I'm having trouble with this. And they're like, oh, you want to pay us more? It's like, no, I want you to fix the problem with the thing I'm already paying you for. Take a phone line you'll never use while you're at it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How would you feel about a landline? (laughs) Those are popular. So it's been a bit. We got some catching up to do. We should start the show. Is this now? Yeah. Oh, is this now show? I guess, yeah, (laughs) we should do the intro. I forgot that I hadn't done that yet. Uh, Hi, everyone. This is What the Folklore. Welcome back. Uh, What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver, Tyler. We don't have to start out that way. It's not in anyone's contract. (laughs) No. We can go. And I I think that's the most flubbed intro I've ever done. We can do any, any order. Carmen gets on a boat for a week and she forgets how to do everything. Maybe I'll... That's true. I still feel it swaying sometimes. Maybe I'll do my intro at the end. Like at the Ooh, very end of the that's podcast? Spicy. Just... Yeah. Our mystery I'll third be, voice. I'll be a mist. A mi- it's, it's who it usually is if you've listened before. But if you haven't, you can wait. Find out at the end. <laughs> and we, we will should... all definitely remember that. We at should. The end. Uh, yeah, I have 50 yeah. 50 odds that i'll remember to do it but i i can say that i've been to the big city if that helps the biggest the big one i've the one to broadway oh the big olive as they called it in disney's hercules the big olive yes the big olive broadway where they do something i'm told maybe disney's hercules at some point i'm sure they'll get around to that one I passed yeah. I passed a lot of musicals on my way to the CVS on Broadway in New York City, which is where <laughs> is I that, went. Now yeah, the CVS on Broadway was your destination, right? Yes. I don't look. I This is too close to an anecdote already. <laughs> and if I say anything else, are... I fear it's going to become an anecdote. So all I can say is that I went to the CVS on Broadway in New York City. I mean, that, that tracks. I have been with you to different cities in other states before and we have gone to target so it's not an anecdote if you're just saying it to establish an alibi yeah that's that's true anything you would say in court is not an anecdote that's evidence (laughs) (laughs) if i'm ever on the stand maybe maybe i'll get to warm up some of my 
my most lukewarm <laughs> anecdotes. Indeed. It'd be a fun time in court. I'd be on. I'd love to be on that jury. It is, the jury probably gets bored. They might like to hear some stories in the middle that aren't about whatever I may or may not have done. Do you think court is ever fun? I bet it is. Sometimes. I'm sure it's gotta I, be. I bet. Yeah. I bet you could get a like a fascinating trial. It probably well, probably still. I didn't say fascinating. I said fun. <laughs> um. There was that. I think Justin Roiland. Uh, reading of oh, a the, court transcript the court one yes and that i mean roiland sucks but that transcript seemed like that was a fun day in court <laughs> i bet i bet there's some good ones out there if, if you've ever been on a jury and it was fun then let us know tell us that tale so i was on a boat for a so, while Carmen, what's been new with you yeah you've been on boat a boat time I've been on a boat. What a, what a temporal um, hiccup that was. It was. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we did actually cross over a time zone partway through that trip, too, which meant losing an hour of sleep, which was very fun. Um, but then we got it back later, so that was fine. Uh, yeah, we did a, a cruise to celebrate my sister's graduation and attainment of a master's, which is really cool. Uh, and I like boat. I miss boat, boat <laughs> friend, boat home. Uh, they feed you on boat, which is really like I am a simple little raccoon goblin, and that's really all that it takes for me to be completely enamored of an experience is if they give me food. And oh, did they give me food? <laughs> like you don't have to think about anything on boat. You're just, you just wander down, and then there's eggs Benedict, a thing you've never tried but have been curious about, and now you can assuage that curiosity and find out. Hell yeah, eggs Benedict rocks. A thing I learned about myself. In the instance that you don't like eggs Benedict, then at least you didn't waste your own eggs. Yeah, I can just go get a different thing from the eight thousand options at the buffet. I think the thing I would think about on boat and might not be able to stop thinking about is the absolute tons and tons of piss that is on board. <laughs> I, I think they put that in the ocean. Oh, that's doesn't seem good. I mean... They don't just pipe it up into something else? To just, like, hold for later? Yeah. It's like an RV, right? Might need it. You gotta hook it up to a thing later. I don't know. I think it, I think they just put it in the ocean. Oh, poor ocean. <laughs> For a number of reasons. I guess, I guess the yeah. fish are doing it, so we can too. Yeah. Anything a fish can do, so can we. That's the rules. That's how I live my <laughs> that life. That is the law of the land. That's what I will one day tell a jury. If a fish can do it, so can I. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I was. Boat. Eating a lot of food. Uh... That's all you want to share about boat is the the eating part. <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty good part. I don't know. It was just very calm. Uh, they had like this fun detective agency thing on board that my niece got really into, and she like struck a hero pose every time she interacted with the moving portraits that were part of the the clue finding apparatus. There were there were shows and things. There was a fellow playing Olaf with a puppet. In a Frozen spectacular show that they did on the cruise. And he actually was like a one-to-one for the voice actor. And it was very impressive. Um, I saw fish with my own human eyes in the ocean. With the naked eye? 
Well, there was a mask in front of it, and I had oh. a pipe that I was breathing through. Um, that my niece, my niece rode on my back for a portion of the snorkeling adventure, which uh, adds a, a fun challenge aspect to the act of snorkeling. And um, also, she kept trying to like splash water into the snorkel. And I, at that point, did not need help drinking half the ocean. I had already done so. So that was that made for a very uh, exciting snorkeling experience. Saw many fish and a lot of blobs that may or may not have been octopuses. Very hard to tell. That's how they like it. That is how they like it. Yeah, the guy was like, there's tons of octopuses here. And I'm like, I am a cephalopod fan, so I was very hopeful to see an <laughs> octopus. But that is kind of the thing octopuses are very good at, is not being seen. <laughs> so I could have been surrounded by hundreds and not known. <laughs> but yeah, boat boat is good. I like being around water. I got to restart the book I'm writing a couple times as I looked at Ocean. I was like, Ocean, help me make this not suck anymore. And the ocean was like, <laughs> nah, man, that's on you. But here's a bird to look at. Ocean, sort this out for me. <laughs> and I looked at that bird, and I think that bird was a brown-footed booby. So that was fun. But I'm back on land now, and I have to adjust to land life. Which is why I flubbed that intro so hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're back on land, and that's where Facebook is. Oh god, yeah. So you and I have both had some Facebook changes, huh? Yeah, it sounds it's a it's a strange year so far. Every time I take a brief gander at the feed. Yes. What's your situation? Well, my trucker content has disappeared, which is fine by me cuz I didn't understand any of it. Um and it had it's been at least briefly replaced with uh ancient Egyptian conspiracy theory content. You know, like the vaguely racist they couldn't have done this in the past. People were dumb in the past. It must have been aliens kind I of see. shit. Just like all through. I don't, I don't know where that, I hadn't searched Egypt, ancient or otherwise, in a long time. Um, I have no clue what would have triggered that change. Uh, it's back to rugs now. I apparently still need a washable rug very badly. And Facebook would like me to know that every three posts. What's going on with yours? Are you in the market for rugs? No, I'm good. I, I have all the rugs I need. Because <laughs> I know a guy, or at least I used to know a guy. Oh. I don't know if that guy's still interested in rugs or not. I I bet so. That that doesn't leave you easy. <laughs> once once into rugs, always into rugs. <laughs> so they say. I guess it was more. He was more into carpets. Mm. Yeah. Don't know about that. Uh, my single panel comic strips have vanished. They're gone. Oh no. I don't get those anymore. But it has been replaced with something something much more sinister. Oh, oh dear. And frightening. I am almost exclusively receiving AI generated images of Tom and Jerry now. Oh. That's <laughs> very specific. <laughs> and why is there more than one of those? And I know that it is, it is only happening because I keep clicking on them to read the comments because I keep waiting for anyone, anyone in the world to say, this is clearly AI generated, but it is all just people saying cute pick and stuff like that. And just that's yeah, also for this Tom and Jerry content. 
That's also that's got to just be bots interacting with bots at that point, right? Yeah, it's all just computers booping and beeping at each other, and I just <laughs> have wandered into the room. <laughs> uh, do you have any of these ready to go so we can see an example? Uh, I can grab one. And I can I'll post these to Discord afterwards too. I guess uh, they ha- they do have watermarks for the Facebook group page that is posting them, so that's fun. Imagine the metaverse, but it's all that. <laughs> My God, a, a VR projection of Tom. Why and is Jerry. there a Why is there a bonus Jerry? Oh, there's always bonus everything in these fucking pictures. I like that the tomatoes that are in the foreground are significantly smaller than the eggs <laughs> that are further back. My favorite thing about this one is that the first comment is uh, almost a haiku. I don't think it was intended to be one, but the, the person wrote, Tom and Jerry making a mess in the kitchen while trying to cook. Yeah, that's, that's a bot explaining <laughs> <laughs> what it's looking at. That might have just been the prompt. (laughs) I am concerned about the canned goods steaming on the shelf in the back. Now tell me if I'm misinterpreting this, but it looks like... Which one's Tom and which one's Jerry, first of all? I don't remember. Tom is the cat. Tom is the cat. It looks like Tom has laid that egg. (laughs) Just like a Wonder Woman. I'll have to provide this for listeners. Yeah, this will be on the Discord. (laughs) I think there's something Uh. (laughs) very wrong if your canned goods are steaming. While this still one, canned. This one I'm just going to have to take a screenshot of the post itself. Because the, the caption that is posted with it is important. And I do have to stress that I have scrolled down like maybe two scrolls and the next one has appeared. <laughs> okay. it, is, it is a nonstop flood of Tom and Jerry content on my Facebook feed now. <laughs> so here we have Thomas and Gerald standing in front of a fucking stained glass portrait of Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's what the hell's going on with Tom? like the hand? Jerry's tail has merged with like the Tom tail design. Yeah, it, the it's the computer gets confused, Carmen. It's not so good at the art yet. It's trying though, and it's good enough to fool people on Facebook. Apparently, I don't think any of those people are people. Yeah, it might just be all computers. I have to hope it's all computers. Do you think? Tom is explaining Jesus to Jerry. <laughs> it's that's a hell of an is expression. Is that why they're fighting? It's all it was all a religious battle. Yeah. Is is it symbolic of the war between good and evil? <laughs> and yeah, like the caption of "Are you Tom Admin Jerry Lover?" All caps um, does really add to this. And one more, just because I I want you, Carmen, to try to read this caption that the computer has generated from Lorem Ipsum. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot going on in that image. (laughs) There is a lot to process here. Tom Tom and Jerry have merged into one being in this one. They are also like a jazz guitarist. (laughs) And uh, this this one comes with a caption which says, Er spirit, become a music man. (laughs) Becarared. Uh, world famous <laughs> and uh what I assume is the I don't know is that the amp or the the mixer or whatever that he's standing on yeah <laughs> is uh 
is Jomtel Murs, maybe? Murs. Yeah. I assume Jomtel is this kid's name. Like, that's <laughs> Tom and Jerry were like, well, if we have a child, we're sending him <laughs> this to, name is to music lessons, and we will call him Jomtel. <laughs> Jomtel the mouse cat. <laughs> a noble name. <laughs> Uh, this one only has one comment on it, which is fantastic and brings back memories, and then a thumbs up emoji. Does it for for this one? What <laughs> <this> memories? One. <laughs> Go to therapy. Go to therapy for those memories. For the Bakira Red, a world famous. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. I, I never look at this website, so I have no Facebook content. But uh-huh. TikTok—that's for the best, honestly. TikTok almost exclusively shows me videos about disasters in the north sea now <laughs> how many of them are there well not that many they keep recycling them but it's like basically all i get is like isn't the ocean scary yeah Which, in this specific spot of it apparently it's quite a dangerous ocean but yeah i was on it it seems fine it has it has, it has really really honed in on one specific thing I guess don't go to the North Sea. TikTok's trying to save your life, Gordy. It doesn't feel true. But who knows? Whether or not it's succeeding, it is trying. I have one more experience, but I think we should probably tell a folk tale. So I'm going to maybe put a a bookmark in this um, (laughs) for another episode. So if anyone would like to hear about the worst book I've ever read uh, with an abundance of breastfeeding... (laughs) for Stay tuned. reasons unknown do remind me that that's a tale i must tell <laughs> but it would take too long and we have a folk tale to get to it's been a busy couple weeks uh anything else from you two nope just just sitting here in tom and jerry hell for the rest of my life <laughs> or at least for the next few months before facebook finds something else completely <laughs> unrelated to your existence to throw at you at at full speed i mean if that's been the progression is like horse comics to dog comics to now ai generated tom and jerry picks i'm curious where i'll head next (laughs) yeah it'll be a fun little vacation maybe related that's why i kept reading the breastfeeding book i was like what the hell's gonna happen (laughs) next (laughs) i don't know probably more breastfeeding and there was all right, so <laughs> I'm going to tell you a, f- a tale of folks. Okay, where from? Uh, these are Roma tales. I actually have two a twofer for you again. Am I trying to get through folk tales faster so that one day we may be freed of this curse? No, I've seen the list of suggestions ahead of me and in the emails and we will never on be free. the untouched bookshelf. There's infinite folklore. Uh, it's just like sometimes I come across tales that are related to each other. And in the past, I was like, oh, I'll save that for future content and then lost it and forgotten. And now I'm not I'm not risking that. If they're related and they're short enough, they go together. So plus we missed last week. So double feature. Great. Uh, so these are Roma tales specifically from uh, the Romanian region. These are all from or both of these are from sacredtext.com. And originally collected in 1899 by Francis Hindus Groom. And this is part of a, a suggestion list from Hagaeus, who just sent me like the parent 
site that has all of the the mini tales. So I've just kind of been plucking them out of that on occasion. Uh, so we are going to start with the apples of pregnancy. Are you ready? Yep. Tell me about these pregnant apples. Alright, so there was a king and a queen, and they had no kids for 16 whole years of marriage. The king's getting pretty bummed about that whole situation, and he is always weeping and lamenting, which theoretically also affects his kinging abilities if he's just, like, moaning about stuff all the time. And as often happens, the weeping eventually just turns to threats. He turns to his queen and he says to her that he's going away and leaving her, and if he doesn't find a son born of her by his return, he's either going to kill her with his own hands or send her away. He'll figure that part out later. Uh, wait. We've we've run into this problem before, but we do need to sit this gentleman down and let him know that he is part of that process. It sounds like he doesn't care who the father is. Yeah, just as long as a baby happens. And yes, we have run into this exact... <laughs> Like, uh, scenario before <laughs> at least as an opening like not quite any old baby but it's gotta be a boy one we do have to have that dingle but it doesn't need to be I a dingle like related part. to his dingle I like the bit where it's a boy yeah do that one I don't care how I maybe the king doesn't know how sex works and that's been part of the problem which I think we also speculated the last time we ran into yeah. this same situation. Maybe his Certainly sec- can't help. Maybe his sex ed was also bad. That's quite possible. It's like, I've been looking longingly at you for 16 years and you didn't make a boy. Another king sends this one a challenge to go and fight. And this has the caveat that if he doesn't go and fight, that king's going to come over and slay him on his throne. I like this king's relation thing where it's just like schoolboy taunts that they mail to each other yeah come punch me i'll knife you on your throne it's very cute yeah maybe they have a crush on each other i don't know so the king's like hey look a convenient fight club invitation you know if i had a son it would be him fighting and i'd be comfy at home but no you had to suck and not make boys And the queen's like, how is this my fault if God has chosen not to blast me with boys? What can I even do? (laughs) I've asked God over and over. Blast me with boys, please. And he says, don't even talk to me about God. If I come home and I don't find a son born of you, it's going to be the death one I've decided. I'm going to kill you. That's the one. So he leaves. Uh, God and St. Peter are just like hanging around and they discuss what they should do for the queen. Maybe they should intervene because God says to Peter, it's going to it's gonna be pretty sad if uh, the king does a killing of her. So he tells St. Peter to go down with this apple, hang out in front of her window, and shout that if anyone eats the apple, they will conceive. She'll definitely hear you and she'll definitely want it. That'll solve it. <laughs> that's our That's our solution. So St. Peter does this, and she calls out to him, Hey, how much for the, the pregnancy apple? <laughs> G- give, me, give me that. And he says, I want much. Give me a big purse of money. <laughs> so she does. She takes the apple, she eats it, and she conceived. 
And St. Peter left the purse of money behind because he doesn't actually need it. It's just for show. Yeah, maybe it's just a test. I don't know. Uh, On the very day that she had her son, the king came back from war. He'd won the fight. Good for him. Good job, king. Uh, He got home and he learned that he had a son. So instead of like going to check in on that, he goes to the wine shop and drank till he got drunk in celebration. I like that a king needs to go to a wine bar. Like, there isn't just that for him in the castle. As he was coming home from the wine shop, he reached his door and fell down and died. The boy heard it, which I'm pretty sure is referring to the newborn son, who I think is what we're following. Because it's been, like, this is the day that he was born that the king came home, got drunk, and died. Um, So I think Um, this is an... This newborn is very aware. Yeah, this is a newborn from here on out that we're following. Um, He rose up out of his mother's arms, went to the vintner, and killed him with a blow. (laughs) The strongest baby we've ever met. (laughs) I guess because he served too much wine? I don't know. That would be a good horror moment, though. This (laughs) infant, like, this one... Less than one day old infant showing up in your wine shop and then punching you to death. It's just one punch junior. Yeah. Um, Then the baby came home and a bunch of people and nobles beheld him. What a hero he was and wondered at him. Yeah. Get in line. I'm wondering a lot about this baby. (laughs) Yeah. I, I do. I like the classification of baby as hero. I guess if you can like... In your infancy, down a vintner with one blow. Maybe hero is a, a word for it. If you just use like the <laughs> version of hero that is just strong person capable of much murder and not the definition of hero. <laughs> but an evil eye fell on him, the infant boy, I guess. And for three days he took to his bed, which is what infants would be doing anyway. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah at, that's kind of their thing. <laughs> yeah, they they like to take to their bed. <laughs> <laughs> you you know how they are, just convalescing. Um, and then he died of the evil eye. The end. Oh, the infant died of the evil eye. I assume, I mean, it's talking about the infant like he's a full-grown boy, so it's possible that she just, like, birthed a a strong punch man fully grown from this apple conception. I like that the title of this is Apples of Pregnancy, implying more than one apple, and that that's the most important part of this tale. I mean, there might be. We just heard about one of them. That's true. Well, I have another one for you. So there are more than one pregnancy apples. (laughs) Oh, okay. Confirmed. Is this also a pregnancy apple story? It is. It's got a different title. Uh, Do you have anything that you would like to cover on a punch baby story before we move forward? What could there possibly be to cover? It was like you told us about roughly 15 seconds of something happening. (laughs) I mean, I appreciate how fucking pointless this story is. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) <laughs> like, the dad wanted a son, and then he got one and died, and then the son died. 
<laughs> I guess mom's just like hanging out free now. We can maybe hope. that maybe God needed a hit on the vintner, like that vintner's been doing <laughs> other <laughs> other things also, and he just like needed I have a heard quick that he hit works man. in mysterious ways, and it's that true. is a very mysterious way to kill one man. <laughs> it's to make a baby out of an apple. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> send him to murder you yeah sort of a riddle death I'll say this about God in that case there is no paper trail <laughs> that, that one's not getting back to you in any way you'd think that if anyone God would know how to cover his tracks <laughs> like, it can just make them not happen like but I guess this is maybe more fun. Like, maybe God's just bored because he can do anything. So it's like, well, if I can do anything, like, this is just a weird video game. It's like, what's the weirdest fucking way I can solve this quest? <laughs> you know, I haven't played a lot of the new Hitman video games, but I have watched a fair bit of it uh, from people streaming it. And that is kind of how hits go down in that video game. It's very convoluted rube goldberg plans i i could see this one being incorporated into the game honestly (laughs) you could work out a way to get a baby to kill a man for you (laughs) that should be an achievement yeah all right so our next one is the three princesses and the unclean spirit Uh, So there was a king who had no son, but in his old age, he had three daughters born to him. Mysteriously. No one else involved. Don't don't need to involve the mom in that situation. I think those are just called orphans. They're just like, some kids were born. Wandered up to his door. Yeah, maybe. I don't like the phrase gave birth to an orphan. (laughs) I'm I'm suggesting that this man is grew. I mean, that might be a fun way to view him from here on out. <laughs> uh, As on voiced very... by Steve Carell. Of course. <laughs> on the very morning of their birth, the unclean spirit took all three of them. So I guess they were triplets. And now they're gauntlets. <laughs> I don't care for that term either. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of tragic terminology. <laughs> um, the king fought to win a woman, uh, specifically the serpent maiden. Yes. Did he fight her? I, this is where things get really loosey-goosey in the story. And by loosey-goosey, I mean it just doesn't bother to talk about a lot of things. And the annotations on this yeah, tale this is where. Are, are equally confused. <laughs> it's just Up like, to this point, it's been very clear. I mean, yeah, King had daughters and they got taken. I mean, we we maybe don't know what the the mother situation is or what the unclean spirit is, but you know, the actions are straightforward. Daughter to no daughter pipeline. <laughs> uh, so as he fought to win the serpent maiden, half of his mustache turned white and half of his hair also turned white, all for the sake of the serpent maiden. So he turned into a Corella Deville. With a mustache. That's pretty fun. Uh, he still had no son, so he talks to his wife, who does exist, and is not the serpent maiden. So I guess he was, like, off to do a, a cheat or something. 
Uh, but he says, hey, wife, I'm leaving. And when I return, let me find a son born of you. Otherwise, it's killing time. I think kings need to sit down for a sex ed. Like, as a <laughs> as a genre of human, kings need that really badly. Be nice if that was part of the requirements. Also, Congress. Yeah. While, while we're at it, we could we could maybe stand to. <laughs> while we're at it, could maybe stand to to cram some of them in the tiny little school desks. <laughs> Feed them school lunches at the same time. Just give them a whole yeah, experience. Just, they should they should experience some of these things. Just think about genitals for a while. Look at the slideshows. So he leaves for a year and a day. His wife thinks about things. That's her problem solving, is to just kind of ruminate on her situation. Which I guess is fair. I don't know what else you would do. Leave, maybe, would be good if you had a place to go. (laughs) That's probably a time to just, like, up and out. Uh, But then a random man comes by with conception apples and she takes one. This one might be the cherry man. (laughs) It's been a while. How you been? It has been a while. He's been cultivating apples to get people pregnant. (laughs) Which is horrifying. (laughs) On a lot of levels. Uh, So she has a son that she names... That's the 2024 grift for the cherry (laughs) man. (laughs) Yeah, it's pregnancy apples. So she has a son she names Cosmos. The king comes back and sends a messenger to ask his wife if she's fulfilled the duty... And she sends back the message that, yeah, there's a boy now. Um, So after this, like, letter exchange, he bothers to come check his own damn self, and he's very happy. I have procured a boy. (laughs) Don't ask me how. Don't look too deep into his eyes. (laughs) So the lad grew big, and he looked just like his dad, who then died. I think just of normal time oh. Oh. reasons. Normal ways. Yeah, I mean, he was old already when he had the daughters and then cranky about not having a son, so it was probably, probably his time. The lad now felt like a man, I guess, unburdened by his father's shadow, and he lifted the palace with his little finger. It's impressive. Looking for loose change under there. Yeah, just lint and stuff. <laughs> Uh, then timeline goes a little weird because now he's coming back from hunting and he's lifting the foundation of the palace. So uh, like, I guess he tried it to see if he could and then he's like, cool, time to go kill something. And he comes back and he does it again. And he tells his mom, hey, put your breast under here. Oh, come now. And so she says, okay. And she does it. <laughs> I don't know if she is also old and maybe just doesn't think about things too clearly anymore or, or what the deal is but she does it and he uses the weight of the palace to squash it theoretically as a means of getting some answers finally god damn it to questions he is never bothered to ask by normal means ahead of time there are better ways to query somebody but he wants to know if why his dad's so. <laughs> I mean, I suppose this is effective. I just feel like (laughs) none of the questions he asks are anything that require boob torture to get an answer out of anyway. (laughs) Uh, Because he wants to know why his dad's mustache is half white. 
And his mom says, well, because he wanted to win the Serpent Maiden. And he fucking sucked at it. He didn't get it. And then he's like, do I have no brother? She's like, look around, kid. No, but you do have three sisters that were taken by the unclean spirit. And he's like, where? (laughs) And she says, the land of the setting sun. They sent us a postcard, I guess. So we knew. I don't know. (laughs) They were taken as, like, again, newborns. So the boy takes his father's saddle and bridle and colt and leaves in quest of his sister. I don't know if he releases his mom from the castle. So she could just still be sitting there. He makes it to his sister's house. Hooray. But he... He knew, I that guess they, enough. Yeah. yeah, I guess they did have the postcards with the address. That makes um, it easy, you're right. And uh, he hurled his mace and smashed the plum trees. No reason, just like, they're there, so destroy them. Or maybe this is how he knows to knock, because his sister comes out and she's like, Hey now, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it does get people's attention. Yeah, the unclean spirit is going to come and kill you, you asshole. And he says, don't think ill of me. Please give me wine and bread. Which is a fucking wild way to introduce yourself to somebody. Just go smash their trees and be like, don't think badly of me. Give me a snack. Uh, She does. I don't know if he has some sort of untold power to just suggest people into doing things that they would not otherwise be motivated to do. Because every time he asks for something, it's just it just happens. Um, and she somehow recognizes her father's cult, even though she was stolen as a baby, and a cult is also a baby horse, so, um, this is maybe the oldest cult in the history of the world. (laughs) And she is like, oh, that's my dad's horse. And, uh, Cosmos says, I'm also your dad's. And then that's how she learns that he's her brother, because we can't just be straightforward (laughs) about communication, and they do a hug. Yeah, that's a really strange way to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe you could have noticed the insignia that was also, like, you've had with you since birth, when you were stolen as a baby. That would make a lot more sense. You're like, oh, this matches this pendant I've had my whole life. What's that about? But no, we just have... Ancient baby horse, as recognized by regular baby human. Uh, And she says, hey, the unclean spirit's gonna come from the 12th region to destroy you. You know the one. And now the unclean spirit's just here. And it has a mace. And hurls it, and that opens 12 doors. And then the mace hangs itself on a peg. So I guess it's a convenient way to come home. Like, that's just... you Take take the pants off as soon as you come in from the office, except you're hurling a mace and putting it away that way. <laughs> yeah, except it's way cooler. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a pretty rad way to get home. It, does, it makes a statement. It does, yeah. Uh, Cosmos took the mace and hurled it 12 regions away from him. I guess to just, like, go ahead and disarm the man. Uh, but the unclean spirit found it. I don't. I'm, not, I'm very confused about when and where and why anything is happening at this point. 
Uh, but I guess the the unclean spirit maybe saw it fly away or something and figured maybe he'd missed and he had to go wander 12 regions off to go fetch it again. I don't know. He comes back with the mace in his hand and he's like, hey, wife, I smell mortal man. What's that about? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care for that. We've talked it's about ba- this. Yeah. I told you which candles were okay to get at Bath and Body Works and this was not one of them. What the fuck, woman? Is this like a found footage story? It seems, yeah. (laughs) We've just got scraps of tape, which is why it feels like this. I think that's the best explanation for what the hell is happening. Because again, the annotations are like, yeah, it seems like chunks of this are missing. And it's very confusing. We don't know. She had turned her brother into an earring that she was now wearing off screen. Yeah. I guess while he was off mm-hmm. getting the mace. Yeah. So her brother's fashion now. And she explains this uh, whole situation with, well, you're always eating corpses. What? That's why he smells mortal mess because of his corpse eating habit. It's because of the corpse breath. Yeah. And she's like, and you also mean to eat me because I'm mortal. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> and he says, don't lie. I know my brother-in-law has come. I have a, I have a ring doorbell. I've, <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, so she says, well, okay, if that's the case, are you going to eat him? And he says, nah. And she says, swear it on your sword. <laughs> I guess he does. I don't know. She then takes her brother out of her ear and sets him on the table. And then he ate with the unclean spirit. I don't know if he's still an earring. Or earring sized. Does or it what matter? The deal is. Yeah, I don't know. He had dinner, though. So good for Would him. Would it change anything? No. Uh, then he went outside and hid in the fetlock of his colt. So I'm assuming he's still at least earring sized. The unclean spirit hunted everywhere for him for some reason. And could not find him. Maybe he did decide to snack on him. Motivations of all parties unclear. The spirit then blew a bugle. And this summoned all the birds upon the horse. So wherever we are in the bird fairy war, birds are on this guy's side. (laughs) The birds searched every hair of the horse. And then this confusing sentence happens. As he was coming to the fetlock, the cocks crowed and he fell. Which he, at any Mm. point in that, I don't know. (laughs) The horse. Sure. Um, It's really sad. From another sentence, I think that Cosmos did a fall as the birds were approaching the fetlock. Um, But then Cosmos comes up to him, so it could have been that the unclean spirit fell when the cocks crowed, and maybe he, like, can't stand up during the day. He's gotta, like, lay down. I don't... I don't know. (laughs) I don't think I've ever felt so lost in a story. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you trying. Yeah, I, like, I can just, I can wildly speculate with you guys. Anyway, Cosmos (laughs) says... Good day, brother-in-law. And the spirit's like, where the hell were you? So, seems like good, good family dynamic. Pretty normal. And then Cosmos says, I was in the hay in front of the colt. And then he leaves. 
<laughs> like those, those are his parting words to hmm. the unclean spirit. <laughs> and he goes to his other sisters and does the same thing. As the stories, it doesn't actually like take me through that that action over and over again. It just says he does the same thing <laughs> with the other two. Whatever that means. Hides in a horse, eats dinner, is an earring. I guess the whole whole shebang. Oh, yep. Start to finish. Yep. Um, his littlest sister at the end of all this says, where are you going? Because I guess he's leaving again, but he's out of sisters, so she doesn't know where he could possibly be going. And he says, I'm going to tend the white mare. You know the one. I'm going to get a colt. I guess I'm sick of this one. It is very old. And I'm going to win the serpent maiden that my old dad wanted. (laughs) Now it's my turn. Yeah, I don't know if she's eternally young maiden. I don't know what she is or who she is. We never get a description. Maybe it's just a title that gets passed down. Maybe. And it's uh, like the a sisters contest thing. Yeah, and the sisters like, all right, if you get the cult, come back for me. I guess. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> now there are peasants hunting a wolf to slay it. You know, the reason you hunt things. Uh-huh. And the wolf says, Cosmos, I know your name. Don't abandon me. Send the peasants the wrong way. Take one of my hairs so you can call me for your animal A-team that you're now assembling. Oh, great. <laughs> animal A-team continues with a crow with a broken wing. And then a fish that wants to be tied to his horse's tail and then put into the water. I assume this is a fetish. It sure sounds like it. I, I can't, I can't fathom another reason the fish would need to be tied to the horse's tail and put in the water. It went, It didn't say the fish was out of the water; just that he encountered a fish. Yeah. So it's possible the fish was out of the water, and this is the only way the fish can think of to be put back in the water. But I don't know. I would like to assume that the fish is already in water and has just been dreaming about this for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, I choose to believe that you're right. I think it makes about as much sense as anything else that has been presented thus far, so canon. So he goes to the old woman who owns the white mare. You know the one. He says, hey, will you give me a colt? I'm going to assume that this is Baba Yaga and her her horse farm again. Because we've encountered very similar situations. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, if you can find her three days running, then you can have a colt. Otherwise, your head goes choppy choppy and put up on a stake. Which is further evidence that we're dealing with Baba Yaga. Yeah. Uh, so on the first day, the mare hides among the sheep. The wolf fixes this problem. I We've seen this story so many times, I just very heavily summarized this part. Uh, the mare hides among the clouds on the second day, and the crow's the one to fix it, and then the mare hides in the sea, and the kinky fish finds it. <laughs> so, Cosmos is given his choice of colts, he picks the youngest, the woman's like, nah, that one sucks, do the other one. And he's like, fuck off, I picked this one. And Unlike most of the stories, he has not been told to pick like an ugly one or anything just hey 
It's like, give me the young. I've been dealing with old things this whole story. I want something young. <laughs> Uh, he went further off, and the cult turned a somersault. Complicated. So very, <laughs> very I've never seen that before. Hard, no. Hard to picture. I would picture. love to see that. <laughs> That's a circus uh, act. Yeah. The cult turned a somersault <laughs> and then became golden with 24 wings. I don't know where you fit 24 wings on a horse. I'm imagining a horse with, like, a, a horse with a transparent background in Photoshop, and you're just using the rotate tool. <laughs> and then and then suddenly like in the last frame it is golden with 24 wings just kind of pasted wherever they fit that's the and best somersault in the world it's too many wings is it not enough hmm. if you ask me is it just like a perfect we can circle fit some more in there around its middle <laughs> the somersault or the the horse the, now the wings the, the wings, wings. <laughs> like a it might, maybe. kind of like a skirt of wings. It could be it's like that. a buzzsaw of wings. <laughs> there you go. Or is it rose? I was thinking like an uh, uh, like a horse turned airship. You know those airship designs that are just like a lot of uh, <laughs> like Da Vinci style um, things that are just undulating in the wind. Yeah, like that all <laughs> along the sides of the horse. I don't. It's an absurd number of wings. It's the Megasus. For, for, for speed? It's just the Megasus. Who cares? We've got 24 wings. I'm so mad at this story. The serpent had none like this. You know the serpent. Maybe this is the serpent maiden. I don't it, know. Yeah, I assume it's the maiden. I guess he's found her with his wing knows, horse. She just knows a serpent. Maybe, Who yeah. Hangs around. Um, I guess she's impressed. Like, there's no follow up to that. Just that she didn't have anything like this. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure no one does. Who cares? Like, was this a deal? She like, what's the what? Why does that matter? Did she want it? Was it a trade? Is that what it takes to woo her? I don't know. But he takes his three sisters and also the serpent maiden. And went home with them. So I guess some way or another, 24-wing Megasus worked out. Because neither the unclean spirit nor the dragon we haven't met oh. could catch him. So my assumption here is that the serpent maiden was like the prisoner of a dragon. And that's the serpent. And she's just like a regular girl which is very boring compared to what she could be as a serpent maiden that everybody's after we could also shoehorn this into our what the folklore lore and like she is opposite of the birds who are on unclean spirits side and she is in fact a fairy undergoing a serpent trial which would also explain why she could still be young and beautiful so long after the dad got white mustached and died anyway they made a marriage and they ate and drank and there I left them to tell the tale to your lordships the end thanks you're welcome <laughs> I, wit I witnessed that wedding it seems like spotty reporting
Yeah. I also drank a lot, I think, <laughs> would be the implication. <laughs> like, did you fall asleep during the events? Yes, several times, and I just, like, kept going. Kept giving it, giving it a shot. Pull up these annotations. I kind of like that idea of, like, needing to report about some events, but you... You just totally missed everything that happened. So you just make up a bunch of stuff that happened before the events that yeah. just seem like way more interesting. I just. Like, yeah, yeah, a wedding occurred, but let me tell you about how we got there. Yeah, I'm just gonna. We're just gonna kind of run with that. And it's called The Three Princesses and the Unclean Spirit, which again is a misleading title as far as what the the point is. Um, let's see. I have a couple of annotations. Let's see where they're leading to. Okay, lad went outside. Um, there's one of the footnotes is there's obviously an omission at this point of a wager or something of that sort. You don't say. Um, and the the annotations at the end are like, this is a valuable story, but confused and imperfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a polite way to put it. Yeah, that is. Who the dragon was is left to conjecture. And the serpent maiden, she must have been a real old serpent maid, is barely mentioned. In no collection can I find any exact parallel to the story, but it offers many analogies. Uh, like Child Roland, which I think we have encountered, that might be our our touchstone for this. Mm-hmm. And then the apples of pregnancy also uh, is listed. So, uh, fun... Fun annotations there. (laughs) We don't know what the fuck's happening either. (laughs) So, what are your thoughts? What fuck happened? I think, uh... I think those apples were food poisoning. (laughs) I think one thing we've learned is that boys that come from apples are unhinged. Just a bad scene. Yeah, like, unhinged and very dangerous. Get your boys a different way, please. They are very destructive. They kill vintners, destroy plum trees, and just kind of... And squish breasts for answers. Like, they have no social skills whatsoever. I don't know what it is about an apple that seems like it just cannot communicate in a normal way. And also is ready to (laughs) throw down and cause damage. Maybe maybe that's, like, the whole gravity Isaac Newton thing. Like, apples just have been attacking people for a long time, so it's just assumed that if you have a boy from an apple, that boy is going on a murder path of some sort or another. <laughs> Can't trust him. Can't trust an apple. Would another fruit be better? Like a persimmon? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So the mistake is the choice in fruit. Yeah, like, get yourself a kumquat boy. (laughs) Much more (laughs) even-headed. Yeah, leave those apple boys in the ground. Where they belong. Maybe the serpent who had none of the fancy horses was in fact the dragon, and it was used to barter for the maiden. I do like the idea of the maiden being on a serpent trial. That sounds a lot more interesting than just being a regular chick. I like that it's just cool of the king to go hunting down a, a cool trophy 
mistress while married. Like, everyone's chill with that. Think the unclean spirit is morally unclean, or is he just a stinky boy? One leads to the other. I think, yeah, it's it's all everything. All the all, above. All, like, he's just a Linus of soul and body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll sign off on that. <laughs> he's the Linus of the soul. <laughs> This feels like someone who, like, heard a lot of the same sort of tales we've read on this show, is drunk, and is trying to string a bunch of them together. Like, can't remember <laughs> which ones came from where, and is just sort of desperately trying to thread. Or, or what happened in any of them. <laughs> yeah, or why anyone did anything, or what a cult is, or how Baby would recognize father's horse how would baby recognize father's horse (laughs) just really hoping that everybody listening is just asleep before he gets to the end yeah like please also be drunk please pretty please i i do need the fee for showing up and telling this but i do not need you listening and retaining (laughs) any information it's like a folklore open mic night where you have you have not planned out the ending. Yeah. You've, or the beginning or any other part of this. You just really, <laughs> really hope that everyone just passes out before you're done. Yeah, that I don't I don't know if either of you were with me um on the, the one night we went to see one of the nights we went to see Danny's stand up comedy and there was an older gentleman in overalls that just kept like turning around and waggling his butt at the audience because that got the only reaction. <laughs> like all of his jokes were very bad, but like one waggling of the butt got like kind of an awkward, nervous laugh from the audience, and so he decided that was his material for the <laughs> remainder of his set. Ah, I found it. <laughs> I feel like this story is the equivalent of that experience. <laughs> Old man in overalls waggling his butt at you, hopefully. That is what this story feels like. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I I definitely went to a couple of those. Yeah. I don't remember that guy. I remember the guy who got his mic cut on him and he didn't notice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this story should have been. <laughs> Someone just turn off the storyteller's microphone and let them keep on. Maybe they just need to talk something out. Maybe they yeah. saw a 24 way. You know, I, I have that power. That's, that is true. At any point, Tyler could just shut me off. And I wouldn't even know until someone, uh, most likely <laughs> my friend Brianna, came and reported it to me. You, you could Brianna's do how I know most of what happens on the show. <laughs> one, one of these, we could just cut your audio entirely and just keep the reactions. Like <laughs> a Garfield minus Garfield yeah. version of this, yeah, of we this could, podcast. We could just imply a story. That could be a fun bonus episode or something for, for Patreon. Just an, an alternate version. That episode's just called What the? <laughs> well, thanks for going on this journey with me. Thank you for telling me about these awful apples. I I have got to read something good. Like, <laughs> You should try it. There's some good books out there. <laughs> I, I read some like on boat. I read some good books, but then like I finished the last good book, 
that I had, and I picked up another one. And we also, you and I and Jerry Tyler, started the uh, cookie murder situation. And between that and the breastfeeding book and the, these folk tales, I like. I just desperately need good literature in my brain for a little it's bit. That, <laughs> it's that feeling you have when you've only eaten like junk food all day long. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, <laughs> give me a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> my soul feels bloated yeah <laughs> and very uncomfortable um so i think that's maybe part of my plan for today is to go read one of the actual good books i have um so thank you for for joining me on this journey uh thank you hagaeus for and i apologize again i know that you have given me the pronunciation of your name but that was 452 years ago so um sorry if i'm butchering it again but thank you for uh giving us the collection from whence these tales have come uh thank you to everyone for listening to the show sticking with us through all of the nonsense uh coming back after our 400th episode very very big of you um thank you to our patrons for supporting this show and helping us get this far thank you of course to our top tier patrons realistic duck badger mcgee five-headed snake god allison frog whisperer lucky lord of dragons a hundred different jams billy eyeless the snake wife uh midori becca lobster no longer Haley revolution 2024 Kid Chaos, Knight of Del Noir, Champion of the Rutabaga, doing kickflips off her fairy skateboard. Also Haley, I guess. Awkward. Ate too much cake, Nix Nix, and now I'm stuck in a well, Nix Nix. Oh. <laughs> Funky little strawberry. Lemur, Spaghetto, Caitlin, your girl Olwen, Allie lurking in the shadows and biding her time. Knife Dad, Copus Cat. The tunnel in the basement is long, dark, and dank, leading downhill for what seems like months. At last... It opens up, letting her out. Versus me, rated top 400th fursona design ever. Pyrus, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish Nix Nix, High Listus of Wimbus, Certain Man, a dubious little creature, and I'm your storyteller, Haley, Ao the Nightmare, Lily, Izzy, and also Jenna. Thank you. And Thank I will you. say... Coming back to shore to see so many Discord names change to Nix Nix. <laughs> Disturbed and delighted my soul in equal measures. I don't know what to do with that knowledge. Anyway, thank you. Also, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore, Nix Nix. And I'm Cordy. this has been what the folklore thanks for listening to our show if you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. 
If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.